This is the Big Kid Show. I'm Mr. B, and thank you for kicking it with us, even if it's just for a little bit. With me today in the treehouse, we've got Big Nick, we got Sweetwater Mark, and today we are playing Top 3. Thank you, boys and girls. We welcome and appreciate your applause. Okay, gentlemen, Top 3, you know the deal. We don't got to go into that. But let's get with today's topic. Today's Top 3 topic is Worst Ways to Die. Ugh, yikes. So we went a little dark on this week's topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, the big kids don't want to die anytime soon, and we don't want anyone else to either. Uh, we just want to relay our knowledge of terrible deaths to our amazing listeners. <laughs> we had the big, research kid, we, yeah, the big kid research team was digging deep into some death all week, and they need a vacation <laughs> because their internet searches are terrifying. So, so, all right, fellas, we drew straws earlier. Sweetwater Mark, you are up first. So let's gra- grab your life jacket, survival kit, hard hat, and life insurance plan, and let's jump into our top three worst ways to die. Marcus, you're on the clock, buddy. I just have to reiterate, man, the research team, the amount of terrified looks I got this week. Like, hey, I'm going to need you to look into this topic. Uh, I'm going to need some real life experience details if you could dance with the devil a little bit. Yeah, this... um. This episode could get dark, gentlemen, could get dark, but in big kid fashion, we'll try and do it the big kid way and keep it, uh, keep it on the up and up. Keep it classy. Keep it classy. All right. So, oh man, number three was hard (laughs) only because there's a lot of shitty ways to die. I'll just say it that way. Um, so for number three, boys, I have one that, um, I, I, and many people have probably, danced a little too closely to and that would be drowning drowning is one of those deaths that to me um and all the things i've read about um is one of the most painful ways to die is drowning um how would these people know that's what i want to know like we hear this all the time like the most one of the most painful ways to die is this none of these dead people have ever told us like we've never taken a poll of like can we collect all the dead people and let them vote (laughs) on what the worst way and guess what you ask all the dead people what's the worst way to die i guarantee you they're all gonna have the same answer the way that i died (laughs) the way that i died it sucked Well, I'll just say this. The research team's got some connections, Nick. So I don't know how they got they pulled this research, but but they did. They, Ouija maybe they board. know some dead people. There's some, I saw some Ouija boards yeah. in the uh, the break room. So I, <laughs> I don't know. Got a, got a little weird. But um, I used to go, I was big into like bodyboarding, I guess you would call it. Boogie boarding. Boogie boarding, buddy. Yeah. yeah. When I was like a, a wee lad, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 uh, into the early teen years. And we used to go down to, uh, I've mentioned many times on this podcast, we had our yearly trip down to Florida to, uh, Daytona beach shores, Daytona beach, new Smyrna, any of those places, you know, the Carolinas as well. But, um, always enjoyed going out and getting as deep in and getting the biggest waves possible. And there was a few times that there was actually one year where a hurricane hit while we were down there. So you can imagine the waves before and after the hurricane got 10, 12, 
14, got, 16 feet tall. I mean, some, did some they, monsters. Did they have the red flag out say, don't yeah. go out in the water? Got, no, he got his Lieutenant Dan on. He's like, that's, that's right. all you got? That's all you <laughs> that's got? That's all you got? Bring it on, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I probably gave my mom more than one heart attack because I was like, going out. I'm going all the way out. And I went until I couldn't touch. And, you know, I mean... <sighs> I had a few close calls. I got pretty good pretty quick on how not to get sucked underneath, even when the undertow was was crazy. But there was definitely a few times where I got yanked underneath oh, and, you, and, and you got t- held underneath yep, for and- way longer than I wanted to. And let's just say there were there were some thoughts of like, oh, uh oh, is, is this did I? You know what I mean? And and I think Drowning is one of those things that nobody ever intends, but it's one of those things that can happen so quickly that the thought, the thoughts that go through your head while you're underwater, when you think there's even a remote chance that you could drown, I think that's what like, it's like the combination of panic and, and all those things kind of rustled together. So that's what I'm rolling with boys drowning. I hope it never happens to me or anybody that I know, especially you gentlemen or our fine listeners out there. But uh, definitely not not a way that I want to to find out. I don't want to find out if those people are right or wrong. You're gonna get a you're gonna way. get a life jacket for your birthday. <laughs> I, uh, I probably won't wear it, but <laughs> like an idiot. If I drown, I'll be like, God damn it! See, I should <laughs> shouldn't have, shouldn't have done X Y Z. About ten years ago, I made the mistake of I went swimming during riptide. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. And. Uh, I was out there, I was swimming for a while and I could, man, I kept getting not just knocked down, but knocked down and dragged under for a yes. while. And then I, it, you know, it didn't even, this is how dumb your friend, big Nick is. All right. <laughs> Let me clue you all in on how dumb this guy is. I go out, I'm the only guy, it's an ocean. <laughs> I'm the only guy on the beach in the ocean. Like there's nobody even on the beach and I'm getting <laughs> riptide, pulled under several times. I'm only out there for about 12 to 15 minutes before I realize I'm like, wait a second. First of all, why is nobody else out here? <laughs> second of all, I, so I, I was on a business trip. I just assumed nobody was out there because it was like the middle of the week during the day. I thought like, you know, like everybody's at work. Yeah. And so I, it occurs to me, I'm like, I didn't tell anybody I was going swimming. If, if I get pulled under and die out here, it's going to be one of those weird scenarios where I get sucked out into the middle of the ocean and I just disappear. Right. Like mm-hmm. nobody knows what happened to Nick. He Where's went Nick? on this business trip. He just, we found all of his belongings in his hotel room. <laughs> don't, make, no don't make me do a true crime garage episode about you. You so, would have an unsolved episode about yourself. <laughs> I, I finally got smart and decided to get out of the water and I walk up on the beach and that's when I saw the sign. They had the sign listed riptide. Do not swim. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that that happened to me b- through my own stupidity and not being observant of of seeing the sign. But uh, you know what? Here's a good idea, people, sign makers. Put them next to the entrance to the beach, so that, that <laughs> I, or at least that beach, so I would have seen it. So, Mark, I sympathize with you, but I will say this: the drowning thing, unless my legs and arms are tied up, I feel like I got a I got a puncher's chance, right? Yeah. So, my number three is similar in the uh, way that it's denying oneself breathing, the ability to breathe. Um, so I'm going to go with the old 
uh, what BTK called the old bag trick, the old bag over the head business. Um, I do not want, I've seen it like dramatized on TV. I do not want any of that business at all. So we're called plastic like, bag. Like bag suffocation kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The oh. bag suffocation, you know, you like, you see it sometimes where the person on TV or in some movie that might, maybe the hands are duct taped or, or handcuffed behind them. And you just see them like, you know, that bag kind of going into their mouth while they're it's a pulp fiction scene, isn't it? Exactly. While they're trying to suck wind. Um, uh, so yeah, I went with that, with the bag over the head for number three for me. Ugh. Yeah, and I, I get you, especially if you couldn't use your hands. Like, you know what I mean? If you were tied up, then that'd be. Yeah, that sounds, that's that sounds, scary. That, that sounds bad. I think <laughs> so. So, so two things. One, I'm going to jump back just real quick because I got to drop a pro tip. I know all of our, our listeners out there, they listen looking for advice from the big kids. Let me just give you my one piece of professional ocean advice. If you ever get stuck out and you're battling those huge waves, not to, to cut back on you here, Nick, but. The trick is when you see that huge 16-foot wave coming at you and it's about to crash on you, go under towards the wave. That's the – everybody, like, tries to, you know, no, like, go with it. No, just go underneath the wave. Let it go right over your head. It's not going to suck you down. To the bag thing, Nick, I feel like the instant reaction would be to rip the hole in the bag, Right. We lose somebody. Uh oh. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Go ahead. I can hear you now. Yeah. Now I can hear you. We lost you for a sec. Um, I feel like with the bag thing, my instant reaction would be to rip the hole in the mouth to kind of give you. But to Mr. B's point, if your hands are like bound, well, or yeah, tied, of course I'm going to rip a hole for my mouth. But I'm saying like <laughs> don't, I don't, don't I, just I, sit I, there. <laughs> I don't possess the ability to do so. No, just, I'm saying I mean, that's like that's the I think mentally the 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 part that would really like mess me up is oh yeah I see thinking like that's what you want to do is you want to clod your face. But who knows? Maybe maybe they used a contractor bag and it's something you couldn't even rip through if your hands were free. That's either way it's it's terrifying. That's definitely not not a way I'd pick. So I'm I'm with you, Big Nick. I can see that why that made your top three. The part that you didn't hear was when you were telling everyone how to survive the giant 16 foot wave. Yes. Uh, the research team muted me for a second, and I have since clarified to them why I should not have been muted. Those SOBs. I was simply saying for legal purposes that the views and opinions of Sweetwater Mark do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Big <laughs> Nick or Mr. B. Yes. Yes. But follow me if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're off to a dark start with drowning and bag suffocation. This is, this is getting good. All right. Well, Mr. B's, I'm just going to go with it's getting good. Uh, my number three worst way to die would be being tortured to death. All right. But what, but what kind of torture? Any of them. I need some, but I need some details. So I don't get a little more granular. All here. right. Uh, electrocution, uh, crucifixion, uh, being tied up like Nick and have a bag on your head. Uh, I feel like this is a Sweetwater Mark move. Any, like, any time of t torture to death. Uh, Anything from uh, uh, Braveheart. That dude got tortured yeah. to death. I don't <laughs> want that. I say we kill him. Yeah! I say we hang him, then we kill him. Yeah! I say we stop him. Yeah! Then we tattoo him. Yeah! Then we hang him. Yeah! And then we kill him. Yeah! yeah! Who's 
see, we let him go. No! I accept your answer. Yes. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, no, I didn't really have a specific one because I'm not planning on getting kidnapped. But if I did, you know, who knows what crazy stuff they would do, like... No. There's some pretty wild ones, man. I in in the research team turned me on to some. I'm sure, ones. they're all wild. Yeah, no, <laughs> but there's some that are way worse than others. Like, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Like, torture's bad. Torture could be playing Justin Bieber for 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, that's but, torture. Yeah, but you know, sorry to all the Bieber fans out there. But also, being Justin Bieber turns out yes. to be torture. I've heard that's actually not not as fun either. But there was one I read about. It was um, the Greeks used to do it, and they basically there was they would use two like logs, and they would put one around the lower half and one around the upper half. So the only thing that was exposed was your head, your hands, and your feet, and they would basically feed you milk and honey until you went to the bathroom on yourself. Let's just put it nicely, and then they would cover you in it after that. And the expectation is that insects of all sorts would swarm to you and cover you. And let's just say you weren't having a good day after that. That like, sounds terrible. Right. Terrible, <laughs> dude. I read that and I was like, oh my God, like barbarians. <laughs> Turns out Mr. B would like to include that in his list of yes. tortures. Yes. Put that one oh. in there. Well, there was one on uh, Game of Thrones. There was a lot of torture, but... uh they would put a rat inside a bucket and then put it on the guy's chest and yeah. then and then heat up the bucket where oh. the rat would have only one way to go and it was through your chest. Oh. I mean, so, yeah. So I don't want to get tortured. Right. I'll pass. <laughs> let's move it along. Here. Yeah, I was going to say, let's move to the next one. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to get any more upbeat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this right. might be the darkest big kid yeah. show episode of all time. Let's go to Mark's number two worst way to die and see if it's a little more fun. <laughs> we should have dropped this on Halloween. Um, <laughs> it's not getting better, boys. I'm just it's only getting worse. You don't have like getting tickled to death? <laughs> I tickled to death. That that was a close fourth. <laughs> so my number two selection was actually something that I thought about based on a movie that I saw that came out in 2007 and it was called Buried. So it had Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if you guys yep. are familiar with that movie, mm-hmm. uh, but basically I'll give you the quick premise here. Um, and it'll kind of give you an idea. So in 2006, Paul Conroy is an American civilian working in Iraq and awakes to find himself buried in a wooden coffin with only a Zippo lighter, a pen and a Blackberry phone at hand. As he gradually begins to piece together what's happened to him, he recalls that he and several others were ambushed by terrorists passing out after being hit by a rock. He calls... Youngstown, Ohio, which I have no idea why they picked that. FBI in Chicago, his employer, none of them help him. He gets a call from the kidnapper on the Blackberry demanding that he pays a ransom of $5 million or be left in the coffin to die. I'm claustrophobic. All right. So the idea of being buried alive, and if you watch this movie, like the, the tight space that he's in and like the inability to move around, I'll even go back to... Uh, Die Hard, when he goes into the air shaft yep. and he's got the lighter, the Zippo lighter, I was like, I don't 
that that's when I knew I couldn't be John McClane. Like, I was like, I couldn't do, dude. I'm I'm claustrophobic to the point of like, I hear about it or watch somebody else in a claustrophobic situation, and my body starts kind of like tensing up a little bit and kind of uh, getting a little uncomfortable. Being buried alive, that idea is frightening. And I think it would be probably like the panic attacks that would hit me. That would be almost the most frightening part right? Yeah. of just like sheer panic of knowing that you can't get out. You're in this area where you can't even like freely move your limbs. And then you basically, you just have to stay there. Like until you either dehydrate, starve to death, whatever it is. Like it's just, it's a, that, that ugh, awful awful so i had one of the guys in the research team test the theory for me and he said it was no fun at all so (laughs) he made it about two hours before before we had to unbury before they bury you i'll check your pulse a second and third time for you bud just make sure please just to make sure (laughs) speaking of which i think i might have brought this up on another episode but it's worth mentioning again have you guys seen the video of the guy who literally died and gave them a cassette cassette tape cd whatever a sound bite to play at his funeral. So they lower the coffin down into the grave and this is a legit funeral. I mean, like everybody's crying, everybody's sad and everybody gets quiet for him. And they think it's going to be like him, like, you know, talking about his life and like thanking these people and they, they hit play. It's dead quiet. Hello. Hello. Is anybody there? (laughs) Where? Let me out of here. What are you guys doing? <laughs> the guy recorded himself. Oh my gosh. Pretending like he's still alive in the coffin. And obviously this guy was like a jokester. He sounded kind of British. So I think it might've been in England and everybody there started laughing. So obviously this guy was just that type of personality, which I actually thought was kind of awesome that like you could have a funeral and make, make everybody there laugh and not Some just be levity. crying and sad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, obviously the guy had a good sense of humor, but um, but if that was not a joke and it was real, no bueno. So buried alive, gents. That's what Yikes. I got. Big Nick, <laughs> let's lighten it up. <laughs> I'm gonna be buried face down so y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> um, I want the record to reflect. That this was not my topic. I did not choose this topic or <laughs> recommend this topic. I just, for anybody out there that still has an ounce of respect left for Big Nick, I just want you to know I did not choose this topic. Hey, the irony of how much you're involved with people dying. But anyway, go ahead. Yes. All right. So I will tell you this. I'm going to go with number, my number two pick here was. Uh, acid bath. So, oh, America. Well, you can only imagine how bad my number one's going to be, but, um, yeah, acid bath. So, you know, I, I, I saw the movie, the Batman, right. And, you know, my boy, Jack Nicholson, he, he took the acid bath, turned <sighs> him into the Joker. Good move for him. Turns out, look, I'm a man who understands his limitations. I know me and Jack, we ain't made of the same stuff. No, we are not <laughs> cut from the same cloth. You throw my ass in an acid bath, gonzo, 
right? I'm not coming back as some like fun, laughing, super criminal. Okay. Not going to happen. I'm done for. Uh, so kudos to Jack Nicholson uh, for, for everything he did with his acid bath experience. But no, my number two acid bath. Don't want that to happen. Nope. Nobody wants that. Uh, yeah, I, that's awful. Or acid shower. Or acid, acid shower, shower sounds no good bad. either. Yeah. Yeah. Acid small pool. Any of the any acid related water submersion, big nicks out. Yeah. Acid anything. Yeah. That just sounds terrible. Hopefully you're not wearing acid wash jeans at the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's move on to mine. So what else my, can be said? <laughs> yeah, my number three, Mark, I'm with you. I'm also going to go with Buried Alive. Oh, nice. Uh, and that's tied with that. Again, I am also get very claustrophobic. Um, actually, there's you guys remember when we were kids and they had like the hail, uh, hay bale mazes? Oh, yeah, yes. I love those. So somehow I was in one and like some of them collapsed on top of me. Oh my So gosh. I was underneath these bales of hay. I was pretty little, so I couldn't even move them. And I remember like freaking out, being trapped wow. in there. So like probably since a young age, I'm like, yep, not doing that again. <laughs> Dude, um, that's crazy. I wonder if something like that actually like is part of what made you claustrophobic. You know oh, I'm I mean? sure like, it was part of it. I was pretty young. Like, yeah. And then again, I don't know what toppled, but like I was pinned underneath these things. And so it was almost like I was in a coffin, a hay coffin, but still it's I got out though. <laughs> yeah. He is currently out. I uh, got out. I can see that you're out. Uh, um, so for me, like the 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 claustrophobic thing, buried alive thing, doesn't bother me terribly. Uh, like like so, for instance, the the part that scares me is the the potential of being crushed. Okay, like for example, be when yeah. we went hiking Old Man's Cave years ago, when we went through those parts where you're like. The, the rock has gone into the you're, yeah. you're like inside of a rock and you're you're walking through it and it's and and the uh the tunnel's only kind of tall enough for a human to walk through but it's long enough that in, in the middle i experienced that sensation of oh cool if a fault line were to happen to shift right now i would be crushed because all these rocks would smash me the the buried alive thing like and the way that it typically plays out in a movie is like the guy or girl like wakes up, right? They typically wake up and they're like in a coffin. Yeah. Uh, and this is how sick I am. I wake up and I'm in a coffin. I'm proud. My first thought is probably like, well, it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> at, le- before, at least you're, before you're before staying positive. Yeah. yeah. Before somebody <laughs> got me. The show this. needs some yeah. positivity. <laughs> well, uh, when you talked about the movie with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, I remember reading something that like when he was doing his scenes and like he was doing that initial panic, like the crew, like literally was going to get him out of there because they couldn't tell if he was acting or not. Yeah. Like I I think they even stopped and he's like, no, I'm acting. I'm fine. But they thought he was like literally having a freak out. Need to get a safe word. We need to create a safe word. Yeah. Pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. SpongeBob. (laughs) Buried alive. Sounds terrible. I don't want that to happen. Hopefully I'll have big Nick's attitudes like, well, had a good run. Yeah, let's have a good laugh. Well, we still got some oxygen. Let's have a good laugh. <laughs> I can see Nick like just singing. <laughs> Break it out in song. Break out a little Axl Rose. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I, hear, I hear a little uh, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> All right. Buried Alive. We got two of those. Let's get to round them. Our, our first picks of our upbeat top three ways to die. 
Marcus, what's your number one? Yeah, this this isn't going to be good, boys. Um, so Uh-oh. I when we first talked about this subject and and we brought it up, and I was like, I had just read an article that yeah, some things you like you see it, and then it kind of leads to a little bit of a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, I need to know more. So I saw a picture of a guy upside down in a cave. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. What is that? So I clicked on the article. And basically, in November of 2009, John Edward Jones entered what was called the the Nutty Putty Cave in Utah with his friends and family. They were doing an expedition um, just for fun, right? Um, And I, I tried to like, there's a lot of like, there's not really like a set name for this. So some people call it splunking. Some people call it cave diving. Some people call it, there's a bunch of different things you yep. could call it. Right. But essentially this guy gets into the narrow parts of caves and these insane people decide that it's a good idea to see how deep they can go into spaces that they can just crawl with their forearms, not even out like elbows out. I'm talking elbows in. Nope. And this guy got to a point where he literally could only use his fingers and his hips to move forward. Screw that. Supposedly in this cave, there was a, it had been shut down before and there had been like six previous incidents uh, alert, not a place you want to be. And they had just opened it six months before this guy went back in. And there was something they called the birth canal. Which basically, it was if you got to this place and you got through it, it opened it up into like uh, a cavernous room with like beautiful water. You know, it's yeah. almost like the promised land, right? So, like so like, like why you would take the risk is because you think on the other side there's going to be something cool. Okay. Exactly. So this guy's going in. Again, it keeps getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And before he knows it, he gets to a spot where he literally has to like breathe in to get his torso small enough. And as soon as he breathes out, he's stuck. So again, Mr. Claustrophobia here is already like sweating as I'm watching this art or reading this article. Well, of course there's a link to, Hey, somebody else put in the comments, Hey, check out this short documentary. So I'm like, I got dude. I'm like, so intrigued, like a, what would drive somebody to do this? So this guy ended up falling Face forward, down, he got through the little spot he was stuck in, but where he tried to go even further went downhill and then dead-ended. So he ended up face down, feet almost completely above his head, and got stuck there for, um, I think he he survived, I want to say, 26 hours before he finally died of cardiac arrest. And they had over 100 rescuers that went in and tried to save this guy and set up pulleys. And like at one point, they got pulleys and were attempting to pull him up. And one of the pulleys broke and he fell back down. But this guy was just face down, couldn't move. Like imagine being in like a, a space where your arms are by your side and you're upside and you can't move like just like the pure terror of that feeling, I, I can't even like fathom. I can't even fathom that. Um, his dad went in to try to save him. His brother went in to try to save him. 
and nobody nobody can end up saying this. It's, it's really tragic, honestly. The guy was twenty nine or twenty six years old. He had a wife and kids. Like, hey, why would you even take that type of risk when you have a family? You know what I mean? But I don't know. I, I think the the they said the place that he tried to make his way through was ten inches by eighteen inches. Like, think how tiny that is, man. That is like such a small space. Like, what are you doing? Like, turn around, go back. Well, plus that's something that is so avoidable by not doing that. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly. You know, I, I mean, the only thing I can think of is if like hundreds of people have done it before, and maybe yeah. it, the, the rocks just shifted or something and got smaller. Because so where this the the place that he was that he thought he was going towards wasn't really mapped out. So he basically took a wrong turn and okay. ended up at a dead end. Okay. Like that's the scary part. Cause you have no idea what ultimately lies ahead. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you could, clearly that's tied very closely with your buried alive. Cause that sounds awful. Yes. And, yes. Yeah, so, so a cave divers, the people that go down, especially with the ones where like there's water involved and sometimes you have to go under some water to get to the next air hole. Nope. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> Y'all have lost your damn minds. So is he still in there? Yes. They they determined that basically- They couldn't was, get him out. They couldn't even get him out. So what they did was they actually blew up the entrance and then sealed the entire entrance with uh, concrete so nobody else could get in there. And then they put a, I think the family put like a plaque in honor of him. Look it up. Just look up Nutty Putty Cave 2009. And like there's pictures of how he was aligned. It's tragic, man. I felt horrible for him. I felt horrible for, for his family. And I was like, it was like a car wreck, man. I was squirming as I'm reading the article and then eventually watching the video. And, you know, it, it was sad and tragic. And again, like one of those things, like, why, man? Like, what, dude, what are you doing? And, and it, from what I read, a lot of people do it. It's an adrenaline rush. It's just a high, right? It's a high these people get that they they get through the small space and they get and it's like, ah, yeah, I made it. Well, you know what and, I mean? And I, I get that to some level, just like why we were talking about like skydiving and mountain climbing. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of doing something that no, most people haven't done. But yeah, yeah, I don't. The close spaces, I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd be like, nope, not doing it. Nope. Yep. So, All right. So Mark does not want to be stuck in a cave upside down. That sounds awful. Yep. Big Not Nick, your number one worst way to die. <laughs> so on that note, how about a shout out to Aaron Ralston, uh, who was born just a few miles north of me here in the great state of Ohio. He's born in Marion, Ohio. He's the uh, gentleman that wrote the book Between a Rock and a Hard Place. Oh, the 127 was, Hours guy. Which is the subject of the 2010 film, 127 oh, Hours. Yeah. So shout out to uh, Aaron Ralston, a, a great survivalist man the things he had to do to survive out there and, and he was in utah as well so sounds like stay out of utah is uh <laughs> is the moral of this story but uh yeah he uh, uh uh another good ohioan so you know like when we are given our assignments each week from the research team here at the big kid studios and big kid lab um which is in Franklin, Ohio, if anybody wants to know, it's slowly taking over the entire county. But anyway, um, (laughs) when we're given our assignments, oftentimes it requires research. But for an assignment like this week, 
Sometimes the case is you can do most of your planning for the episode or for your top three list simply by daydreaming, right? When you have a little bit of extra time, you go, oh, that's right. I'm supposed to pick my number two most hated way to die this week. Um, Let me ponder that for a minute. So because I'm typically uh, kind of a happy-go-lucky person, I kept finding myself thinking the opposite of the top three ways that I would like to die. Um, And... I came to the conclusion my top number one way uh, that I would like to die is death by excessive sex and pizza. But that's for another <laughs> that's for another day and another show. That might be another right? episode. Yeah. Three best ways to well, die. We already know Big Nick's one, but we'll still have to figure out two and three. So yeah, yeah. So uh, the, what kind of pizza? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All pizza, the best Mark, pizza, the all best. I'm pizza. having sex. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Way to go, George. (laughs) Tino's pizza rolls. It doesn't matter. So (laughs) that's about how deep I am. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. Number one way not to die for Big Nick is drawn and quartered, my friends. Drawn and quartered. And, And I did do some research on this level. Uh there's a lot of different ways to be drawn and quartered. I didn't, I was unaware that there's so many different ways and so many different, because this was for a very long time, especially in parts of Europe. And I think maybe even in the early days in the United States once in a while, but I know like England way back in like the 1300s, the 1200s, they, this was a common punishment for high treason. And I had just always grown up with the idea that drawn a quarter was you, you, they simply tie each one of your four limbs to a different horse, smack them on the ass and send them in four different directions. And and then you are left there limbless uh, to to wrath and pain, writhe and pain until you die. Yeah, uh, that's, and, that's what I always thought it was, was that, too. And the, the part of it that makes it so incredibly horrible is again i was not able to ask any actual people that were drawn and quartered this to but science would tell us that because your vertebrae is still completely intact that you are going to feel every second of that uh your limbs being ripped from you uh until you bleed to death essentially and it and it probably wouldn't rip your limbs off right away the horses would keep tugging and stretching and so i mean i would request some large horses let's speed this up right we don't Uh, don't want any ponies yeah yeah no little tiny ponies doing this um but then i learned that there was other methods where you could be hanged you could be dragged disemboweled beheaded and then quartered like they really made a spectacle of you in some of these situations but i'm gonna go with the the traditional Drawn and quartered that I had always thought of uh, growing up. It's something that's always terrified me. Um, never, not that I would ever commit high treason. Uh, apparently, now they lock you up in a federal prison for that here in the United States. And they might, I think, uh, uh, I don't even think they execute you here in the United States for high treason anymore. Uh, but I also don't know what separates 
regular treason from high yeah. treason. Yeah, so, what's low treason? Yeah. <laughs> that's I just, something, I, I just that's did a something little bit we of, do every day. Yeah, I did a little bit of treason, just, <laughs> just a little bit. Tiny, low-level treason. So, well, uh, Way to go, colonial death for us, Big Nick. <laughs> yeah, drawn and quartered. Um, yes, that sounds terrible. Yes. All right, so Mr. B's number one worst way to die. I'm going to go with burned at the stake. Oh yeah, or, or just burned alive. I don't know. You know, that was a close, close just, one on mine. Almost and I, some of the stuff the big kid research team hit me with of that how painful that would be because it's not like you just immediately would be engulfed in flames. It would be hot, 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 burning, and then like you would start to catch on fire and still be alive. So just would be the worst way to die. So, and I know they did that back in the early days throughout you know even even i think even in the u.s with some of the uh what's the what was the witch yeah witch hunts, the, the salem, witch hunts salem witch hunts thank you so terrible yeah. terrible way to die i well, hope that i don't hope that doesn't happen to me and the, the burning the acid bath things like that too if you really want to get go beneath the surface here part of the reason why those are so incredibly painful think that's pretty much every nerve ending that you have full assault on every nerve ending all at once. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Nope. So, yeah, I I mean, I think that's one that like, honestly, you like, yeah, you feel that everywhere. And just like, I mean, who hasn't touched a pot or pan with their forearm or with their thumb or with their finger and went, ah, son of a, like that feeling over your entire body, not for like, stopping for like 15, 20 minutes Ugh. until eventually you would die. But yeah, Ugh. I'll pass. <laughs> All right. Well, that was real upbeat, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we, we just laid out for you guys the t- three worst ways to die. Don't do any of those. It just we talked about uh, back ending this episode with our favorite cartoons, right? So let's jump into that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll play some zany music at the end. Like it <laughs> feels like itchy and scratchy show should follow yeah. this, right? <laughs> oh well, hey, we got that out of the way. That was still a fun episode, boys. Any last comments before we get out of here? Yeah, anybody who's made it to this point in the podcast, what is wrong with you? <laughs> just kidding. We love you. Yes, we love you. Thank you guys for listening. That was our top three worst ways to die. Stick around. We'll be with you next week. We are The Big Kid Show.